0: Welcome to the Gen Z Journey, where we work with you through an entrepreneurial lens to build a wholesome perspective on life and build both our business and personal dreams together. Join our community on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Gen Z Journey. So hello and welcome to another Gen Z Journey podcast. You're back with us today on a discussion podcast on this three-week series on the topic of financial literacy. And I'm, I'm really excited actually for this week's podcast because we're doing something slightly different with the discussions. We don't have Joe with us this week, but instead we have a guest on um, who has written the article for this week's uh, publication, and he will be discussing about the topic that, that he wrote on, which is the topic of credit cards. Um, and so that's our I'm really excited, firstly, just to get into that topic because it's so relevant and so important to people. Important to me as well, I just got my first credit card about two weeks ago now, so definitely something I need to be learning and, and getting more knowledge about. Um, and also, I'm just excited to have this kind of new format to the podcast for, for our discussion, our discussion midweek podcast. So without further ado, let's, uh, let's actually first introduce yourself, Jackson, and who you are, and then we'll get into the meat of the article that you wrote. Uh, for this week's publication. So, Jackson, who are you? And tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Definitely. Well, first of all, just thank you for this opportunity, writing the article and having me on. I really appreciate it, uh, both you, Rio, Aaron. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm Jackson saint Amont. I'm a 23-year-old out here in California. Um, I, as of January this year, I've been a financial coach, helping being young entrepreneurs mostly, um, high school grads, uh, pretty much just kind of master their money in the sense of the mindset, the habits, the tools that you need to be successful with your money. Um, prior to that, the last 10 years I've spent as a math tutor, so I have sort of a lot of experience with that one-on-one, um, kind of helping people transform Um, their ideas into kind of the future that they want to see for themselves. And and, um, as of late, I've been helping young entrepreneurs, like I said, and um, so far, so good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Jackson is, I'll get Aaron to speak on this as well, but Jackson is just an awesome individual. You know, he's, he's one of the most wholesome individuals I've met Um, And, you know, the first conversation we have, we gelled instantly. We were both in it to to help each other out, setting up win-win situations. He's just a really really genuine individual. And um, if you want some inspiration daily and some awesome daily advice on finances as well, I would recommend going and following him and connecting with him on LinkedIn. I'm sure he'd love for you to connect with him anyway um, and, and just have a conversation with him. But yeah, his content is great on there as well. I love reading that. It's a great, great morning inspiration for myself um so yeah definitely definitely go and check out his stuff
2: yeah and I I completely vouch for his uh his mindset and his ability to really have some some sort of a, a very deep understanding of financial literacy really. Uh and it's one that you don't really get with uh younger people and so it's amazing to see someone you know that that I can really relate to and really talk to that understands what it is to be financially literate and just to have that financial stability in your life and not feel stressed about it all the time once you understand it. Definitely.
0: Absolutely. Alrighty then, let's dig straight into the content of this podcast because I'm excited to get onto that. So the first question I had um, is also the so actually I should say before we start this, the title of this article is credit cards and is it, and the question is is as a is it a necessary evil? And so the first question I want to ask you, Jackson, is what was your intention behind writing this article and why do you feel like this is an important subject?
1: that's a great question so the reason why i wrote this article is twofold i mean first off just the idea of um, financial education and how little it's touched on especially in younger generations i think there's a big gap in our traditional education system Um, i mean i spent the last 10 years helping people with the traditional you know with math um, but i realized that there's you know. Once you enter, quote unquote, the real world, there's a lot of skills that aren't taught in school that people really need to know. And how to properly use a credit card is definitely one of them. And the other reason, too, is there's a lot of conflicting advice out there um, in terms of should you even have a credit card to begin with? I I know personally, I I never it's not something my parents really taught me about. Um, And I spent a lot of my like from 18 to 22 not having a credit card because I viewed it as um, just a way to get into debt. And I personally saw a lot of people, um, you know, have credit cards bite them in one way or another. So, I avoided them until I started to see the advantages, and so, I think the sooner you're able to see that and utilize a credit card or you know um, pick your stance in the other direction uh, the better
2: and i I find it funny that you talk a little bit about the the traditional uh, teaching in school versus what you actually need to be taught. Uh, I actually learned yesterday that only twenty one states out of all fifty states require at least one personal finance class in high school before you graduate, so there's literally. The majority of schools, what, 29 schools or 29 states do not have schools that require a financial, like a personal finance class. And that's just an intro class that you take for what one semester, one quarter. And then, uh, you know, it's it's a skill that you need for the next 70 years of your life. So why is it that uh, knowing that it's such a vital part of your life that we require so little education on it?
1: Right. Right. It's curious to me as well
0: it's yeah it's a, it's an amazing amazing topic and uh one of the actually one of the stories I have on that was uh from one of our guests uh Jedediah Collins he's a he's a CFP uh ex-NFL player and he um was talking about one of his friends uh, who I believe was a doctor I may be wrong on that but he was he was a very intelligent vi- individual academically he'd achieved a lot um but the financial literacy of just any generation, it's so little that he didn't understand credit cards. And he was speaking to, to Jedediah one day and he said, he said, oh yeah, I just, I keep getting these letters through about some card or something. And it was letters about his uh, his credit card. You know, he wasn't paying it off monthly. He'd just spend on it and then didn't touch it at all, and and they, he was paying off the interest, I think, but he wasn't paying anything else because he just thought it was like a, a debit card. You know, this this is an indiv- individual who's been through the academic system and achieved a lot with it, but that ac- academic system is set up so much that he didn't even understand the principle of, of credit cards, you know, so that's, that's the state of financial literacy that we're in. And I think it's awesome that people like yourself, Jackson, are and, and, and you, Aaron, actually, as well, are just pushing to really help people and get people educated on it because it's so important, right? And, and really helps us reach the goals that we want to achieve. Um, so then my next question for you, Jackson, is what are the two philosophies behind credit cards? Because you started off your article with these two things two kind of uh, philosophies, two kind of ideals behind it, which I really enjoyed reading about. So just give us a little summary and overview of, of what those philosophies are.
1: Definitely. So there's one school of thought that says that credit is evil and should be avoided at all costs. Um, that's like championed by Dave Ramsey, I would say, or at least he's the first one who I heard really um, be extremely vocal about that, He'll tell you to cut up your credit cards. I, th- I think is how I started the article because um, he hates him that much. And the, the idea behind it is, I mean, there's a couple of different concepts, but really credit cards are a good way for people who don't have responsible money habits to begin with, who don't hold a budget and um, whatnot, which honestly is, um, the, I would argue the majority of, of Americans. Um, it's a good way for them to get into a lot of financial trouble, get into significant debt and pay ridiculously high interest rates. To credit cards have the highest interest rates um, by far compared to any other loan that you could take out? you know, so, um, or or any kind of like borrowed money, so to speak. And I think one of the reasons why Dave argues that um, it's so easy to do that is because it's just a small little piece of plastic. And emotionally, when you're spending money, you're a lot less attached to using that just to swiping a card than it would be if you said like spent your cash, right? Like if you spent $50 cash, that's like, ooh, $50. You you kind of feel that more than if you just swipe a card um and so that that's one of the reasons why they say um don't keep a credit card and that's kind of the ideas behind that philosophy but on the other hand there's a school of thought that says you need to have credit um and you should you know learn how to use credit cards responsibly and and that's because increasingly our society is becoming dependent on your credit score as kind of like a a marker of how good or how risky you are um, as a borrower and having a good credit score gives you a lot of advantages in our society. Um, It gives you lower interest rates. It gives you a lot more options when it comes to student loans, auto loans, like pretty much anything, mortgages, um, even like renters applications, they'll check your credit. Um, So I think because of that, there's a strong argument to be made that learning how to use credit cards responsibly, um, it would be better or more advantageous to your situation overall than to just avoid them like Dave Ramsey says.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. And an interesting, again, I want to share another story on that is is my credit journey so far, and you know, I'm just starting out on it. And actually, that whole thing about how, how important credit score is, and it's, it's really hard to, to even get your first credit credit uh card you know because of the whole credit card sc- uh, credit score situation but uh, the interesting thing was that when we started the gen z journey i was actually a i forget what they call it is it co user co yeah i actually
2: i added i added rio onto one of my credit card lines because uh, we were going to initially, uh, I had a credit card that I didn't really use, and I figured I could add him onto it, and we could run all our expenses through through that credit card uh, instead of our bank account, because our bank account was taking weeks to set up, uh, it, mainly because we weren't in person and everything, and it made it a little bit more difficult. So, uh, yeah, we I added him into it, and it's actually what got him his first own credit card. <laughs>
0: Uh, it gave me that that three month of credit score history gave me enough of a score for me to get my first credit card um through Chase Bank so yeah it was it was excellent I the even the the even the banker that was helping me through it was like this is awesome (laughs) so that's uh that was great exactly exactly and so so then with these two philosophies behind kind of credit cards, the use and their purpose and, and, and all of that, what is, what is your opinion? I, I really loved your analogy on this. So, so what is your opinion on how we can use credit cards?
1: Definitely. So, I mean, if you do choose to use credit cards, like the analogy that I use is that they're kind of like fire um, fire in like is very useful and humans have evolved to um, use it to our advantage. But if you're kind of reckless, with it like we all know what happens when you play with fire right um so I think when it comes to credit cards you really just need to be um responsible with the way that you're using them and what that looks like um would be I mean first of all using them only on purchases that you could afford outright I think one of the biggest mistakes that um that people make is they kind of see it as like free money that they don't already have um and so they'll buy big purchases that they can't afford and they'll be like oh well I'll just pay it off at the end of the month but what happens if you don't have the money to do that at the end of the month you end up paying interest and spending more money than you would have um, to begin with and so that's one of the biggest um, golden rules when it comes to having a credit card i would say Um, also making sure that you're paying it on time all the time um, every single time just because your credit score the biggest thing that makes up your credit score about 35% of it is your payment history so it's as simple as just paying your credit card off or whatever even if it's the minimum or whatever amount you can afford as long as you're doing that on time you're boosting your score Um, also keeping a low balance another thing that makes up your credit score is utilization Um, which is kind of like how much money you're borrowing compared to how much you're given. So different credit cards have different limits, say your credit card, your credit limits 2000, um, and you keep a balance of around 200, then you're only using 10% utilization. And so if you try to keep that under 30% is what they say, then you'll be boosting your score. Um, so that's another thing to focus on. And then lastly, I recommend people to have a mix of credit cards instead of just one, um, there are there are all these great perks right like cash back you can get for gas groceries all this stuff and so why not break that into separate cards that you use specifically for gas specifically for groceries or for travel um because that also benefits your score having a longer credit history and having a mix of cards is about 25 percent um, combined
2: Yeah, and I I think it's actually important that you brought up the fact that uh, each credit card can have a specific utilization because, uh, you know, a lot of people just want to have that one card. But in in the long term, uh, it's not good for your credit history in the terms of diversity because it shows that you're not really capable of managing more than one account and so it is important to to have more than one credit card to show that you know i i have seven credit lines i can manage all seven uh and with that being said it's not only good for for you in terms of a credit score but it also even helps you break down your your budgeting for a month or your budgeting for the year because you can actually use credit cards for just groceries and just gas and then use another one for just Uh, uh, personal expenditures and then use other credit cards for specific categories. And then at the end of the month or at the end of the year, you can really actually have breakdown of specifically every expenditure for that category. And so it it can actually help some people learn a budget. And so there's a lot of benefits to it in that sense. And uh, you also mentioned the fact that that you know you can put your expenditures on it and there's a lot of benefits to your expenditures being on a credit card versus a debit card. I'm not sure if that's something you wanna expand on a little bit more, Jackson.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, with a debit card, you are just spending money that you have on the purchase, but with the credit card, they, they do offer perks. If you're able to spend money that you have and then pay it off, you can get a percentage cash back or um, in certain categories depending on what the card is
2: yeah yeah as well as you get you get a uh, consumer protection so you know you you spend money that's not technically yours and so something is to go wrong let's say you know you purchase something on ebay and then you you purchase it with your credit card and next thing you know they sent you a a fake Louis Vuitton bag or a fake iPhone or something like that, you know, you can actually complain to the credit card company and they'll they'll make sure that you figure that out before you have to pay the, the amount for that item. Versus with debit card, you already paid out that money and your bank is going to be less likely to fight it and give you back your money because it, it's already out of your hands. You know, they already kind of gave it to someone else versus the credit card. That's their own money. And so they're going to be like, shoot, I don't want to lose this so i'm going to make sure that i can do everything i can to help that consumer
1: right they have more of a vested interest to fight on your behalf which is exactly protects you
0: awesome and as a kind of the final subject i wanted to touch on with credit cards and, and it's something that i think um people our age kind of battle with uh and i know friends do as well is that so just having the debit debit cards um and your on your bank accounts you know it's very simple and easy to manage your money you know you can budget that well because it's just money you have and and you don't you know you're not you're not worrying about paying it off you not not worrying about time periods and about money that you don't have it's just money that you have and it keeps it simple but one of the things i've started to become aware of as i've began my credit journey is that actually that's all good and that's great you know and it keeps it simple and you can you can build wealth that way however starting on the credit journey and starting to try and strategize this financial plan is that actually things do things do get a lot more complex right Um, because you're managing multiple different kind of sources and things like that but actually as things get more complicated and you become more aware and more intelligent of it I find that then using it to your advantage is actually you can get to where you want to go a lot quicker if like on different things whether that be through your purchases whether that be through just life goals whatever it is having learning things as they get more complicated and then really getting in depth in them can help you get to where you want to go. And Jackson, I just wanted you to speak on that. It's like, do you, do you agree with that kind of philosophy that actually, yes, it is more complicated and, and yes, it can be scary at points, but actually doing it and just taking the time to learn it can help you get to where you want to go quicker.
1: Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. It's at first, it's very uncomfortable to be managing and juggling all these different accounts um i know for me i i was super scared like oh gosh what if, what if one slips through the cracks you know because i'm championing champion this idea of you know don't miss a payment what if i miss a payment um but 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 i think that um stepping out of your comfort zone in any regard when when it comes to finances or any aspect of life is the best way for us to grow and for it to become more comfortable over time so yeah i would encourage anyone as soon as possible you know if they if they feel like they can and have the healthy habits um, that they need with a credit card to to build that wealth um, sustainably, then yeah, jump into it as soon as you can.
2: Yeah, and uh, I mean, I, I completely agree with Jackson. and I completely agree with Rio. And uh, I, I do have a couple of examples actually. You know, the first example is, you know, if you kind of suck with that idea of, uh, or you're afraid of missing payments, but you know you have the money for what you're spending or whatever, set your credit card on auto payments, just in case you do forget. I always uh, manually, Uh, pay off my credit card usually two days after the purchase once it's posted onto the credit card just so it instantly comes out of my bank account and I know how much is left in my bank account but you know there are there have been times actually in the the past three years and being building my credit history where I I forgot a, a payment but luckily you know I had a i had uh, my payment on auto pay and it just took it out of my bank account and that's completely fine for me because i know i always had the money for it but you know even if you don't have the money you're better off having that be overdrafted on your bank account and going negative on your bank account and paying that 25 dollars overdraft fee than you are uh, missing the credit card payment Uh, so you know that's something important to keep in mind uh, and in terms of really building wealth, uh, like Rio said, it's really important to have uh, a management and be able to get into the uh, complexities of credit history uh, because it does genuinely help you build wealth faster. And the best example that I can give of this is think about buying a home. If you were to try to buy a home with a debit card, essentially cash. You would need your cash up front. How are you going to make half a million dollars? You know, you're, it would take you years upon years, decades to really, uh, to really, for the average person to be able to save up half a million dollars to purchase their house. And, you know, if you live in any big city, you're going to have to have half a million dollars, if not more, uh, to buy a tiny little home. Whether you're in Seattle like me or in California, really anywhere in California like Rio, you're going to need a lot of money to buy a home, right? And so if you really want to build your wealth faster, uh, you know, you'd buy that home outright with that small 5%, 10% down payment, 20% if it's your first home. Um, And instead of having to put $500,000 down, if you put 20%, you only put $100,000 down. And it's a lot quicker to build that. And think about that. In that decade that you have your home from the very beginning of uh, $500,000, it would appreciate. Let's say your house appreciates 20%. In that time, you actually made a hundred thousand dollars more than you would have not having at home. And so, that idea of being able to have that cash up front because your money is worth more now than it is later gives you that opportunity to build money on that kind of arbitrage of uh, appreciation in our, uh, econo- uh, uh, sorry, in our economy. So, yeah, I you know, that's just something to always keep in mind.
0: Santa certainly certainly well i think that does a great job of giving an overview of kind of what this article is all about we covered a lot in there i don't tend to go into too much depth of the article because i want people to go and read it because there's so much value in it it's so informative that yeah just going and having a read taking the it'll take you five minutes to read and and it can give you so much education um, and information so definitely go and check that out it's on the website as, you, as as always. The link will be in the description of this podcast. Um, but before we end things and we wrap things up uh, as we always do, Jackson, I just wanted to give you the opportunity to advertise who you are, what your business is and, and kind of what you're doing. You mentioned it at the start of this podcast, but just give us an overview of the business and, and what you're doing.
1: Definitely. So the financial education business I run is called Money Mastermind. It's right now, it's just a one-on-one mentorship program. Um, So I work with, like I said, like young entrepreneurs, um, recent high school grads, college grads, anyone who uh, really wants to fill in that gap in terms of financial education and start to take on building wealth seriously from a young age. Um, So you can go ahead. I'm most active on LinkedIn. So that's just my name, Jackson St. Amont. Um, go ahead and check me out there. You can see my content. Um, I, I'm on Instagram too at MoneyMastermindFC. Um, and then my website is moneymastermindllc.com.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And I mean, there's the links for all of those for the website, for the Instagram, and for the LinkedIn will all be in the description. So you can go straight from here to Jackson. Um, and if you're listening to us now on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever it may be, then like i always say as well we're available on youtube you can find this video on youtube and that just gives a bit more of an experience you can see jackson myself and aaron really conversing um, about this topic so yeah again jackson thanks so much for firstly writing the article this week and then also coming on and speaking about it i really appreciate your time and uh let's finish as we always do cheers Cheers for now